You're listening to a podcast from Victory. What does it mean to lay our lives down to serve God? Learn more in week five of Dare to Believe. Tayo po ay nasa huling yugto na ng ating serye na pinamagatan po nating ano pamagat? Dare to Believe. Anong pinag-uusapan natin dito? We're talking about faith. Audacious faith, isang uri ng pananampalataya na kakaiba sa pananampalataya ng iba. Isang pananampalataya na talagang ikaw ay naninindigan ng merong tapang, naninindigan ka na merong boldness, hindi lamang para manalig sa mga bagay na inasa natin sa Panginoon, kundi maging sa mga ilang bagay na nais nating mapangyari. So gawin na natin ito ng mabilis dahil uh, medyo marami tayong gustong pag-usapan at marami tayong gustong... Uh, at talakayin dito. Sa nakaraang apat na linggo ay tinalakay po natin ang pananampalataya sa aspeto na sabi nga po natin ito ay nakatuon sa ating mga pansariling pangangailangan. Okay? Ang uh, pananampalataya na kung saan madalas natin itong nakikita na or nagagamit uh, para sa ating sariling kapakanan. No? Nung unang linggo sabi po natin na ang audacious faith ay yung isang daring and fearless na pananalig sa Diyos at sa Kanyang salita. Kung kaya dito, we rely on the promises of God and then we respond in praise and that is where God releases His power. Nung pangalawang linggo, sinabi natin that faith is active. That it acts, it perseveres and declares. So ang pananampalataya po, ang tunay na pananampalataya, hindi yung nakaupo ka lamang at nagaantay ka sa bayabas na lumaglag sa iyong bibig. Meron tayong dapat ginagawa. Nung ikatong linggo, tinalakay po natin that audacious faith that obeys Conquers. Ano man po ang ating inaharap, ano man po ang ating nais na mapangyari sa buhay natin, ino, tinitignan natin kung ano ang nagawa na ng Diyos, ang ginagawa niya ngayon, at ang patuloy pa niyang gagawin sa hinaharap. At dun po natin binabase ang ating pananampalataya. Last week naman po, kung ngayon narito, sabi po natin that audacious faith claims on the basis of God's goodness. Hindi yung kabutihan natin, hindi yung dahil tayo ay karapat-dapat, dahil inuulit ko po, wala pong karapat-dapat sa atin sa mga pagpapala ng Diyos. Narito pa ko ba kayo? Ang lahat ng ito ay pinagkalaob ng Diyos dahil lamang sa Kanyang mayamang habag sa atin. Kaya doon po, we appeal doon sa kabutihan ng Panginoon sa ating mga buhay and then we claim on our inheritance. So again, for this past four weeks, we have focused yung faith na yon sa ating pansariling kapakanan para po sa ating mga nais mapangyari, nais makamtan sa buhay nito. But today, we will going to have a little shifting ng gear kung saan pag-uusapan natin yung audacious faith to serve. Now, minsan, ang tanong ng iba, kailangan ba natin ang pananampalataya sa paglilingkod? Totoo po, kailangan natin ang pananampalataya maging sa paglilingkod. At mamaya, hopefully, matalakay natin uh, ang ilang mga aspetong ito. Ilan nung sa inyo rito nakaranas na kayo na may mga, mga taong gumawa ng magandang bagay sa buhay nyo, that you were really impacted by that. Eh, alam nyo, yung, yung iba yung dating na parang, kumbaga sa terminong Pinoy, okay, although ayokong gamitin, pero sa terminong Pinoy, yung, yung parang ikaw ay nakakaroon ng utang na loob, meron ho ba nakaranas dito? Okay, ah, anong feeling? Pagka may, may mga taong gumawa sa inyo ng magandang bagay, anong feeling? Masarap lang, masaya lang. What do you normally, oh, ano yung naglalaro sa isipan nyo? Ha? Yeah, di ba? Parang you're thinking of doing something in return to them, right? Tama ba? Now, bago ako tumuloy, gusto ko lamang i-address ng kaunti yung utang na loob, ano? Dahil tayo mga Pilipino, 
particular tayo sa utang na loob. Now, uh, ito yun eh, sa dalawang aspeto. Doon sa gumagawa ng mabuti, kung kayo ang gumagawa ng mabuti, sana po, sa paggawa natin ng mabuti, tayo ho hindi nagaantay ng anumang kapalit. Alright? Ginagawa natin yun kasi alam natin, dapat natin gawin yun. Ginagawa natin yun dahil alam natin, naranasan din natin ang kabutihan ng Diyos at ito'y pinaparanas natin sa kanila. Tama po ba? Okay. Yeah, sana po'y manatili yun. Hindi tayo gawa ng mabuting bagay dahil may iniisip ka na, ah, babawian kita. Okay, hindi po yun. Yun po ang maling motibo. At alam nyo ng Panginoon. Now, doon naman sa atin na tumatanggap ng mga mabubuting bagay from other people, again, sa atin, mga Pinoy, yun yung sinasabi natin, utang na loob. But let me also say this to you. You see, every time we have that utang na loob mentality, in reality, tayo po ay para bagang napapaalipin doon sa taong pinagkakautangan natin ng loob. Now, dapat ganito ang attitude. Hindi utang na loob, kundi we show our gratitude ang ating pasasalamat sa kanila. Okay? Dahil una, hinipo sila ng Panginoon para gawan tayo ng mabuti. And at the same time, tayo naman, na tumanggap, nagpapasalamat tayo. And out of that gratitude natin sa kanila, hindi natin ito ahayaan na para bagang, you know, ikaw ay papadikta na doon sa taong yun. Naintindihan niyo ba ibig sabihin? Alam ko, this is counterculture sa ating mga Pilipino. Pero wala ko kayo makikitang utang na loob sa Biblia. Okay? Pa- pa- para, mali- para malinaw lang tayo. Alright. Now, now, in line with this kasi, dito ko ipapasok lang din yung, yung maliit kong announcement, no? Kaya nga, mahalaga for us to have the right biblical foundation sa buhay natin. Okay? Dahil pagka nagkaroon ka ng matibay na pundasyon, tamang biblical na pundasyon sa buhay mo, then maiintindihan mo, ano ba talaga ang inaasahan sa atin ng Diyos? Since we will be talking about audacious faith to serve, nais kong tumayo tayong lahat at babasa po tayo, Sa ikalawang Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 23, mula talatang labing tatlo hanggang labing apat. Now, napakaganda po ng storyang ito. Isa po ito sa mga paborito kong storya sa Biblia. Habanatang dalawampu tatlo, talatang labing tatlo hanggang labing pito. Okay, basahin po natin. And three of the thirty chief men went down and came about harvest time to David at the cave of Adulam, when a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. 14. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then at Bethlehem. And David said longingly, Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem that is by the gate. Then the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and carried and brought it to David. But he would not drink of it. He poured it out to the Lord and said, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of the man who went at the risk of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it, and these things the three mighty men did. Father, we thank you again that through your word we will be guided accordingly, especially in the area of our faith, not just for the sake of receiving and having what we want and what we need. But we pray this day that we would see faith in connection of what we can do and what we can give. Holy Spirit, Thank you for your anointing this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may now have your seats. All right. 
Now, quick background again. Alam po natin that David was called a man after God's heart. Ibig sabihin, mula nung bata pa lamang siya, wala nang ibang ninanasa ang puso ni David, kundi ang mahalin ng Panginoon. You know, at his early age, nakikita, po na po, nakikita na po sa kanya yung love and devotion niya kay God. Because of this, si Lord handpicked niya si David to be the next king after King Saul. Bakit po? Nung unang naiupo si Haring Saul bilang hari, maganda ang simula. Kaya lang because of his disobedience sa direktang utos ng Panginoon, ito ang naging sani upang siya'y madisqualify. Now, si David, kung naalala po ninyo, uh, maging sa kanyang murang edad, marami na siyang tagumpay na naranasan. Okay? Uh, sabi ng Biblia, na, napagtagumpayan niya ang leyon, napagtagumpayan niya ang isang oso nung, uh, nung pilit na kakainin yung kanyang mga alagang tupa. Now, bago naging hari si David, he was a shepherd, a faithful shepherd ng mga tupahan ng kanyang ama o ng kanilang pamilya. And hindi rin po kaila sa inyo na nakipaglaban din si David kay Goliath kung saan tinalo niya ang higanting ito. You know? At dahil dito, nagustuhan po ng mga tao si David. They admired David so much. In fact, ginawaan pa nila ng kanta si David. Nasabi bahagi ng kanta, si Saul ay nakapatay ng isang libo pero si David ay nakapatay ng sampung libo. Now dahil dito, si, si Haring Saul nainggit. Tignan mo katabi mo, wag ka naiinggit. Naniniwala ba kayo na inggit ay walang nagagawang mabuti? Now, alam nyo, let me just sidetrack a little. Hindi ka kailangan mainggit. Alam nyo bakit? Dapat ang security natin na kay Lord. Yes, maaring may mga bagay ang ibang tao na wala ka, pero naniniwala rin ako na meron ka na wala sila. Alam nyo kung tutusin, daig nyo pa yung mga milyonaryo. Yeah. Bakit? Bakit? Para lang ma-establish kayo. Alam nyo yung mga milyonaryo hindi makaalis ng nag-iisa. Takot sila eh. Eh, kayo nga nagpapagabi pa eh. Walang pumapansin sa inyo. Oh, hindi ba? Tama ba? No, mga milyonaryo, ilan ang sasakyan nila? Tatlo? Apat? Lima? Kayo, ilan sa sasakyan? Nakakapili kayo. Aircon, gusto nyo. Kaya walang aircon. Gusto nyo, di motor o di padyak. Nakakapili kayo. Oh, hindi ba mas mapaalad kayo? Oh, y- yun yun eh. At saka madala sa mga milyonaryo, yung iba, no? Yung iba sa mga milyonaryo, hindi makatulog pagka sa gabi. Kasi nag-aalala sila na baka mawala pera nila. Ikaw yung sarap ng tulog nyo. Wala kayong inaalalang mawawala. Oh, kaya tingnan mo ulit yung katabi sa mga mapalad ka. Oh. So dapat di ka naiinggit. Okay? <laughs> Dahil again, ang, ang inggit, pag hindi natin nabantayan ang puso natin, maaring pwede tayong sirain ito. Ganun yun nangyari kay Haring Saul. He was destroyed because of his envy kay David. At dahil dito, bagamat si David po ay naging, di ba, kung naalala nyo, ano niya yan eh, manugang niya eh. Nung napatay niya si Goliath, si David, eh binigay ni Haring Saul ang kanyang, isa sa kanyang mga anak na babae para mapangasawa ni David. At bagamat siya ay manugang ni Haring Saul, pilit pa rin papatay ni Haring Saul si David. At ito ang dahilan kung bakit siya nagtatakbo at nagtago. Nakuha niyo ba yun? Now, balikan ka agad natin mga talata. Sabi rito, David was then in the, saan? Ano ba tong stronghold na to? Kuta sa Tagalog, no? Pinagkukutaan. Dito siya napunta. Now, ano ba nangyari? Paano siya napunta sa kutang ito? Okay, paano siya bigla nagtago? Sabi nito, And the garrison of the Philistine was then at Bethlehem. So, imagine niyo dalawa kalaban niya. Yung mga Pilistino na nagkakampo ngayon sa Bethlehem at si Haring Saul na nais siyang patayin. Now, anong gagawin niyo kung ngayon? Siyempre, normal lang na tayo magtago. Tama ba? At hindi nyo kailangan magtago sa ibang bansa. Dito na lang. Okay? 
Now, balikan natin. Paano balik simula ang lahat para mas malinaw ang, ang idea natin? Sa unang Samuel, binasa natin kalawang Samuel. Nung unang Samuel, ikadalawampu't dalawang kabanata, eto nagsimula ang lahat. Nung si David po ay hinahunting ni Haring Saul at kinatakutan niya si Haring Akish na hari ng Gath, ito po isang Pilistino, ang ginawa niya, doon siya nagpunta, sabi, David departed from there, doon sa kinalalagyan ni Saul, doon sa Bethlehem, doon sa uh, kung nasan sila, and escaped to the cave of Adulam. Sabi niyo nga, cave of Adulam. Okay. Yan yung stronghold na sinasabi. Yung cave of Adulam. Now, sino-sino mga nakasama niyo ron? Sabi rito, nung narinig ng kanyang mga kapatid at nung kanyang angkan, kung nasan si David, anong ginawa? Pinuntahan niya ang galing ng family ties nila, no? walang laglagan. Bagamat nung una, yung mga kapatid ni David, eh, hindi naniwala sa kanya. Okay? Now, so pinuntahan sila doon. Now, hindi lang. Hindi lang yung mga kamag-anak niya ang pumunta sa kanya at nagdamayan. Dahil sa ikalawang talata, ang sabi, And everyone who is in distress, and everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was bitter in soul or discontented, gathered to him, and he became captain over them, and there were with him about 400 men. Now, I love this verse, kasi dito nyo makikita that misery loves company. Haven't you noticed sa mga taong sawi, magkakasama sila? Alam yung pity party? Kasi, uy, alam mo, ito nangyari sa akin. Ay, ako din. Alam mo si Sister Gaya, ang tarapuntahan natin. You know, misery loves company. Magkakasama yung tatlong D. In distress, in debt, at saka mga discontented. Now, ito pa maganda. Not all of them are Israelites. Hindi ho lahat hudyo. In fact, yung iba, mga Gentiles. Now, what's the reason behind this? Tahimik ang Biblia. Pero para sa akin do, it is safe for me to assume na those people were in distress because of King Saul. Those people were in debt because during that time, pinataasa yung tax nila. So noon pa, uso na yung pagtataas ng tax. Hindi lang ngayon. No? May value-added tax na sila noon. They were discontented. Why? Because they didn't like the way King Saul reigned during his time. Are you following me? So lahat ng mga taong ito, ang sabi, pinuntahan nila si David. Hindi si David ang nag-gather sa kanila. Okay? Now, mamaya, maintindihan natin ito kung bakit. So, pinuntahan nila si David at sabi nila kay David, David, mula ngayon, ikaw na manguna sa amin. Dahil ikaw din ay outcast ng society ito, tayo magsama-sama, ikaw ang manguna. At sabi ron, there were how many? 400 men. Now, listen, ano yung ginawa ni David sa kanila? In the midst ng kanilang sitwasyon, in distress, in debt, discontented, Si David, he welcomed them and accepted them all. Regardless kung ano yung background nila. Regardless kung ano yung nangyari nila. Now, imagine niyo to. Kung kayo kukuha ng mga tao, hindi niyo kukunin itong mga taong ito. Alam niyo kung bakit? Number one, ang nipis nung, re- nung resume nila. Wala silang lalagay sa resume nila. Ang makikita yung sa resume nila, bad records. Pero ang nangyari, kinuha pa rin sila ni David and he inspired them to achieve beyond their limitations. Wow! I love that. I mean, ilan sa inyo gusto yung kasama, yung mga taong laglag ka na, pero hindi ka lang ini-encourage, kundi ikaw ay binibigyan pang inspirasyon na magpatuloy. Nasarap kasama ng mga yun. Kesa yung, pag, alam mo, ito yung naranasan, ay naku, mabuti nga, yan lang ang naranasan mo. Alam mo, ito pa dapat. Alam mo, natin ang ganun kasama. We want people who would inspire us. 
People who would encourage us even to achieve beyond our limitations and meet our potentials. At yun ang ginawa ni David sa kanila. He gradually, unti-unti, dahan-dahan, he built a fighting force out of this three days in distress, in debt, and discontented, unti-unti siya nagtatag ng fighting force and they were motivated to greatness by the way David led them. Alam po ninyo, when they made David their captain, kilala na si David. Paano naglingkod si David? Una, sa kanyang pamilya, dahil pag binasa niyo yung, yung first Samuel 22, sabi, yung kanyang pamilya, nilagay niya muna sa safety. Doon sa kanyang kaibigan. Doon sa, sa isang kaibigan niyang hari. Habang siya ay nagtatago. So, he, his, he, he knew how to serve his family. In fact, again, as I've said, he was a former shepherd boy. Yeah? Inaalagaan niya yung mga tupa. They have seen how David serve even si King Saul. He was so faithful in serving King Saul. Bagamat hinanting niya at alam natin istorya, ilang beses niyang pwedeng patayin si Haring Saul, pero hindi niya ginawa. Why? Because he knew what the Bible says about touch not God's anointed. Hindi niya, hindi niya sinaling ang pinahira ng Diyos ng langis. And I also believe that they have seen how David served his God. At ito yung nakainganyo sa kanil na, na lumapit at magtipon-tipong kasama si David. And also because of this, they were motivated to greatness. Could you imagine? Itong mga outcasts ng society, they became David's mighty men. Wow! So, alam nyo, ito yung nagbibigay ng pag-asa sa akin. Maaring nga hindi ko makita ang ganda sa buhay ko, pero meron palang ang Diyos na idineposito sa ating maganda. Tignan mo katabi mo. Tingnan mo, tingnan mo, tingnan mo. Maring wala kang makitang ganda dyan ngayon. Pero naniniwala ako, may inilagay na maganda ang Diyos dyan. Oo, ayaw palang ipakita, pero nandyan na yun. Amen. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but this really encourages me. Alam nyo, I, well, kasi alam ko kayo, mababait kayo, alam ko naman yun eh. You know, kayo talagang, you know, you, all, you, you do have all the potentials to grow. Kasi ako nun, hindi ko nakikita ang gano'n ang sarili ko. Basta tingin ko lang sarili ko, gwapo lang ako. Yun lang ang ko. Wala na eh. Pero hindi ko akalain, ang Diyos pala, may mga idineposito rin sa akin magagandang bagay. At hindi lang sa akin, sa ating lahat. Kaya nga pagtitignan yung isang tao, you look beyond their physical appearance. Amen. In fact, of course, siyempre, when you look at them, you need faith. Kasi parang, talaga bang may nilagay dito sila. Amigo ako si David. Hindi ko pipiliin itong mga ito eh. Hindi ba? In distress, sagad sa utang, eh, natas discontent, ah, hindi, hindi ko pipiliin to. But again, God always has greater plans than us. Amen? Amen? Now, eto, sige po, palakpan natin yung Panginoon. Now, why am I, why am I saying this thing? Simply, because right after this, right after what David did to them, Doon nagsimulang magbago ang buhay nung apat na raan na yun. Doon nagbago yung buhay nung mga mighty men ni David. Now, balikan natin uli yung 2 Samuel. Okay? Sabi rito, so, nasa stronghold siya, and then all of a sudden, he had a longing. Sabi niya, sana, sana man lang makainom ako doon sa tubig, sa balon, doon sa Bethlehem. Now, alam ni David, naniniwala ako si David, hindi nagparinig. Hindi katulad ng mga ibang kristyano. Hindi taga rito ay, mga ibang kristyano. Alam niyo, mahilig magparinig. 
Pero pag may kasamang mayama, ay sana may magpakain sa akin. Alam mo, parang gusto kong kumain sa ano, ganito. Alam niyo yun? Si David, hindi. I believe there was this emotional, not just the physical, but also the emotional longing for him to drink by the water to well sa Bethlehem. And I don't think na nagparinig siya from any of his mighty men. He was just longing for it. Okay? And then, nung, nung kanyang sinabi ito, tignan niyo yung sumunod talata, sabi niya, Then the three mighty men, what did they do? They broke through the camp of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and carried and brought it to David, but he would not drink of it. He poured it out to the Lord. Narinig nung tatlong mighty men. Kasama doon sa mga discontented, doon sa mga may utang, doon sa mga problemado, narinig nila. Now, again, the Bible was silent kung nasaan yung tatlong yun. But I believe hindi sila inutusan ni David. They just heard the desire of their king. And maybe doon naglalakad sila, narinig. Now, tatlo yun, si, si uh, ang hirap bigkasi ng pangalan ng isa, si Jobert Srinidalitsen. Basta si Josh na lang, si Josh, si Josh, si Eliasar, at saka si Shama, narinig niya. Pare, na, narinig mo ba yung sabi ni, ni Bossing? Ha? Kakakasal na lang. <laughs> I mean, uh, ano? Ah, sorry, sorry. Na, na, natangay na naman. Yung kagad kasi nakita ko eh. Anyway, sabi niya, may desire si Boss. Gusto niyang makainom doon sa tubig na yon. And what did they do? They crossed the enemy line. Now, no wonder tinawag silang mighty men. Bakit? Yeah, hindi nga sila nagyaya ng kasamahan eh. Now, ito ba yun eh? Pwede silang kumuha ng tubig somewhere else. Hindi nag-iisa yung tubig doon sa balong sa Bethlehem. Dapat nyo maintindihan nyo. You know? Pero ang gusto nung, nung, nung hari nila, yung tubig sa Bethlehem, sabi nung tatlo, tara, isalok natin si boss. Sabi niya, okay ka ba? Oo naman. Ikaw, oo naman. Magsamantal, huwag na. na. Na-imagine nyo ba? Na-imagine nyo ba yung, yung, yung how these three mighty men jeopardized their lives just to serve their king? They broke through the enemy line. Pumunta sa lorong kahit nandun nagkukuta yung alam mga kalaban at isinalok ng tubig. Oh, by the way, alam nyo malapit lang ang ano, malapit lang yung Bethlehem doon sa ano, sa Cave Adulam. Parang maglakad ka mula dito hanggang hanggang ano lang, hanggang dito lang sa uh, Nuvali. <laughs> Oo, ganun lang, ganun lang. Ma- ma- malapit lang naman eh, malapit lang. Oo. Lakad ha, lakad. Okay. Oo. Wala, wala pang shuttle no. <laughs> you know, ganun lang kalapit. You know, ganun lang kalapit. At tatatlo sila. Okay? So again, if you would imagine, eto sa akin, why would they risk their lives just for a drink? Eh, misang mga anak ko, pabiling ko lang sa kanya. Nakabiling ka naman tayo sila. Ay, si ano na lang. Alam niyo, uto sa pusa, uto sa daga. Kaya sabi ng bunso ko, pa, mag-anak ka pa nga ng isa, wala na ako mautusan. Misa mga anak ko, utusan ko lang sa malapit. Naku, daming reclaim. Pero itong mga to, hindi inutusan. May kusa. Hmm, tignan mo yung katabi mo. Oh. Oh. Ha? Ha? Hindi nagmakaawa si David. 
Hindi sinabi ni David, Please na malikuan niyo akong tubig. O sige, dyan lang, boss. Ha? O, tapos, o, ito, tama na to May kanal dito. Ito. <laughs> boss, eto na. Ba't ganito lasa? Ganyan talaga ngayon ang lasa sa tubig sa balo ng Bethlehem. Hindi. Again, the question keeps on ringing in my ear. Why will they risk their lives? Bakit? Why? I mean, there must be something in David that this, again, three mighty men jeopardized their lives just to serve their king. In verse uh, 17, it says, and said, far be it from... Remember, nung binigay kay David, hindi ininom ni David. Bakit? Natouch siya doon sa ginawa ng tatlo. Kaya nung ginawa ni David, hindi ba binuhos niya to be a drink offering to God? At sabi niya, shall I drink the blood of the men who went at the risk of their lives, therefore, he would not drink it. These things the three mighty men did. Again, what's the question? Anong meron si David? Anong ginawa niya para i-risk ng mga mighty men niya ang buhay niya? And it has something to do with our faith. You see, audacious faith to serve is the realization of the impact that others have done in you. Going back to sa tanong ko sa inyo kanina, when somebody did you good things, I mean, big time, good things, hindi ba you wanted to, to do something in return? Come on! Pinoy, come on! Now, if we don't think of anything like that, then, ang tawag doon, persona ng grata. Alam niyo yun? Yung naranasan niyo rin ba yung, yung may binigyan ka, tapos sabi siya, nagbigay ka pa? Alam niyo yun, parang gusto, alika nga. Nga nga! Mm. Di ba? I mean, Pag gano'n ang tao, ikaw ba matutuwang magbigay? Di ba, sa atin typical, papasalamat. And praise God for that. Papasalamat tayo. Pero more than that, when people did you big time good things, you wanted to do something in return. Why? Because you realize the impact that they created in your life. And that is what these three mighty men of David have felt inside of them. I mean, nobody would risk your life if you were one of them. Because number one, we would always think of our own self. Many times we focus on what we can get, not what we can give. Many times we're trapped dun sa, dun sa position na, ano ba sa akin dyan? Ano ba mapapala ko dyan? Are you hearing me? And this is where audacious faith comes in. Why? Again, I don't know David, he welcomed and accepted them. Anong ginawa ni David? He inspired them to achieve beyond their limitations and met their true potentials. Anong ginawa ni David? He gradually built a strong might, uh, fighting force and were motivated to greatness. David did great things sa buhay ng mga taong ito. And because of that, these three mighty men knew it. Kaya nung, nung narinig nila si David desiring for a drink, sa, hindi sila nagdalawang isip. So, the question is, do we really need audacious faith to serve? Yes! Kailangan natin ng audacious faith. You know why? Because there are many possible, listen to this, there are many possible reasons, possible hindrances, and even possible alibis or excuses for a person not to serve. To name a few, people won't serve maybe because of yung tinatawag natin, the issue of availability. Walang oras eh. Busy ako eh. Tama? 
Sometimes, yung iba, doon sa issue naman ng ability. Ay, wala akong kakayanan. Ay, wala naman akong alam gawin. Yung iba naman, sa kaso ng takot sa responsibilidad. Eto nga, dami-dami ko nang uh, ginagawa, natagdagyan ko pa. O yung iba naman talaga, worse, is there just a pathetic? Walang pakailang. Kahit na ginawa na maganda, walang pakailang. Parang feeling nila is the, the victim mentality. Dapat mong ginagawa sa akin yan dahil biktima ako. Have you ever met people like that? Na para bang obligasyon mong tulungan sila? Na para bang ikaw pa may utang na loob dahil tinulungan mo sila, tinanggap niya yung tulong mo? There are people like that. Why? Why do we need audacious faith to serve? Simple. Alit na bagay. Paano ba kakikitaan yung audacious faith pagdating sa paglilingkod? Number one is the that person finds suitable time. Or they would find opportunity. Just like the three mighty men. They were already serving David as warriors. Ah, may sundalo na sila. Oh, tama na yun. Kung sa akin, tama na yun. Sobra naman. Oh. Sundalo na nga ako, eh, lalagay ko pa yung buhay ko. Hindi. But they find suitable time. Nung narinig nila that David was longing to drink from the waters in the well of Bethlehem, bro, no brain in. Tara, kuha natin si boss. Eh, may kalaban tayo. Eh, di pagpapatayin natin. Anong problema? Parang ganun lang eh. What they show is the opportunity more than the problem. Why? Because trust me, you need faith to do that. Second, audacious faith to serve initiates selflessly. Hindi sila, hindi sila inutusan. Hindi, hindi nagbakaawa si David. Hindi nag-request si David sa kanila. He just said it out of his longing. And so they initiated it selflessly. Why selflessly? They went out of their way even against all odds. That is selflessly. I, I, I don't know kung pinag-usapan nila, pare, hindi uh, ba delikado yung gagawin natin? Uh, ano kaya, magsama na lang tayo ng ano, ng 300 para may panlaban tayo doon. They initiated selflessly even without any requests or commands. Are you hearing me? And we need faith to do that. Because again, oftentimes the focus is I, me, and my. Never, ever, sometimes, papasok yan, pero just, you know, just a little bit. Because we don't want to inconvenience ourselves for the convenience of others. Amen. And lastly, audacious faith to serve lives sacrificially. They risk their lives for the sake of others. In this story, for the sake of David. Now, maybe it, ano lang natin ngayon? Maybe ngayon, I'm not saying for you to risk your life to serve others. I'm not saying, kunyari, may nakita ka kapatiran mo. May sasaksak, tatakbo ka. Wow, ako na Ah, Kung mo ka mag-anak sa Rizal, wag mo nang gawin yun. How do we live sacrificially? Well, simple bagay. Yung bang nandung ka pagka oras ng meeting nyo. Pag may kausap ka at sinaming, magkita ta alas 9, andung ka. Hindi nyo, ay, alas 9, hindi ko natanong ko umaga o gabi, sorry. Come on! That's how we live sacrificially. Living sacrificially simply means maybe we'll be deprived of a little comfort. Right? I mean, 
Serving others is not comfortable. Kaya ako hanga-hanga ako sa mga ushers natin. Oo. Tsaka kita yung ushers natin, aga dito yan, ha? hindi nagre-reserve yan. Maliba sa upuan nila. At kahit may reservation yan sa upuan nila, upuan nila, pag may nakita na, dito na po kayo. Yun ang ushers natin. Kaya huwag kayong nagagalit sa kanila. Kaya nagagalit pag di na kayo pinabalik, ay, jibato lang, gusto namin eh. Are you still here with me? We need faith to do these things. We need faith to serve. Bakit? Ang daming dahilan, ang daming hadlang, ang daming pwede mangyari para hindi mapangyari. Why again? Because audacious faith to serve is the realization of the impact that others have done in your life. Although it's a, a bit odd para sabihin to, but for me, I would say we serve on the level of, of our faith. We serve on the level of our faith. Punta tayo New Testament. Haven't you noticed, chief girl lang ako rito, haven't you noticed, even the New Testament, how did the people serve Jesus? Or why? Maganda siguro. Why did the people serve Jesus? Because of the impact that Jesus created in their lives. Remember si Zach? Yung taga-BIR, si Zach. When he had, Zacchaeus, when he had an encounter with Jesus, di ba, nung pinababa siya sa puno, ano sabi niya, when he had an encounter, Lord, bibigay ko lahat yung, yung kumininakawan ako. Lord, yung mga ninakawan ko, babalik ko sa kanila. Yung mga siningil ko ng sobra sa, sa tax, babalik ko sa kanila, Lord. Why? Because they had an encounter with Jesus. In the New Testament, ang dami. Remember yung babae, yung, yung asawa ni, ni Frosty the Snowman? Si Mary, the Frosty. She knew the impact that Jesus did in her life. You know what had happened? When, when Jesus visited yung isang bahay, you know what, what this Mary did? Alam niyo, paano, now, tandaan niyo, walang, nakasandalyas lang sila noon. Typical sa mga bahay, hinuhugasan ang paa ng guests. Alam niyo, ginawa ni Mary the Prosty, hinugasan niya ang paa ni Jesus, hindi ng tubig, ng kanyang luha. Could you imagine kung gano'ng karaming luha para hugasan ang paa ni Jesus? Now, Ayun, masyadong emosyonal yan. Ha, alam mo kapag di mo naintindihan ang tunay na emosyonal, kung di mo rin naintindihan yung impact na ginawa ng ibang tao sa buhay mo. Yeah. Pag na-realize mo yan, hindi mo, ako, I mean, let, let me just fair on this. Mga lalaki, hindi tayo niyak. Pinapawisan lang ang mga mata natin. Walang lalaki ng umiiyak. Madalas lang, pinapawisan na. Yung iba medyo pasmado kay marami. But getting aside, that's true, right? Come on! Hindi lang yun. Ano pinampunas niya sa paan ni Jesus? Yung buhok niya. Could you imagine the sacrifice? Could you imagine yung ginawa niya? Now, trust me. Siya nag-initiate noon. Hindi siya inutusan ni Jesus. Hindi siya inutusan ng mga disipulo ni Jesus. When she saw the opportunity, I know this Jesus. I know what He did in my life. I was so forgiven sa aking mga kasalanan. And so she did it what nobody else did. Why? Because of the realization of the impact that others have done in her. Now, tignan nyo, ito yung portions of the message. I love this. Ito yung pinaliwanag doon sa babae, Kimeri. Sabi niya, impressive, sabi ni Jesus sa the message. Impressive, isn't it? She was forgiven many, many sins. And so she is very, very grateful. Bakit? If the forgiveness is minimal, the gratitude is minimal. If we think that Jesus did a little, 
then our gratitude will also be little. But if you know, and you know in your heart, what the Lord did for you and me, man, hindi, hindi mo mamaliitin ang ginawa ni Jesus. Because what Jesus did, nobody else had ever done. And what is that? The forgiveness of our sins. Are you still here? In other translations, NLT, I tell you, her sins, and they are many, sabi ni Jesus, have been forgiven, so she has shown me much love. Much is forgiven, much is loved. But a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Wow. This is the truth behind everything. If we realize what Jesus did for us, trust me, you will always, always look for opportunities to serve Jesus. You will initiate hindi ka na mag-aantay ng volunteers weekend to volunteer. You will initiate. Why? Because, God, even my life is not enough. And I think that is what we need to have right now. A realization of what Jesus did for us. What Jesus has done is more than enough for you and me to serve Him. That's why when I made the decision to serve Jesus, hesitation. I don't have any regrets. Why? Because, again, because I know I know my life before. And that's the reason why I can say this. Again, if you feel like Jesus only did you little, that's why we need audacious faith to serve God. We need to believe that what Jesus did is more than enough for us to serve Him. Amen. Why? Because again, Audacious faith to serve is the realization of the impact others have done in you. Now, trust me. Maring, you're thinking, eh, no, itong paglilingkuran ko, eh, wala namang ginawa to siya. Yeah, maybe, wala silang ginawa. But you see, we serve Jesus by serving His people. I know there are so many ways to serve Jesus. You can serve Jesus through your giving. You can serve Jesus through your family, through your work. I know all of those. But what I'm talking right now, because we're in a church community, we can serve Jesus by serving His people. Okay, if we say audacious faith to serve is a realization of the impact that others have done in you, I would like to end with this, that audacious faith is to serve. Audacious faith to serve is the realization of the impact that Jesus has done in you. The issue here is not whether you will serve God or not. That's not the issue. The issue here is who are you going to serve? Everybody serves somebody. Trust me. I'll say it again. Everybody serves somebody. So the issue is not whether you will serve or not. The issue is whom are we going to serve? And that's what Joshua said. said, And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your fathers serve in the regions beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But Joshua said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Parang sinasabi ni Joshua, I don't care if you'll go with me. I don't care if you will serve with me. I don't care, guys. You choose this day whom you will serve. You want to serve other people? You want to serve other gods? You want to serve the devil? Go! But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.
Why? Because Joshua knew the impact that God had created in his life. Amen? Come on, give him praise for this. Hallelujah. And Jesus, again, is the best example that we can have. He showed us how it is to serve. He showed us that he never thought of getting something from his people. No. When Jesus laid down his life, he said, while we were still sinners, he died for you and me. Hindi siya nagantay na bumait muna tayo. Hindi siya nagantay na umatin muna tayo rito regularly. No. While we were still sinners, he died for us. And he even said, no greater love has a man than this, that he laid down his life, not for his relatives, but for his friends. And no wonder, Mark even said, the Apostle Mark, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. How? By giving his life as a ransom for many. I hope and pray today you would have a realization of the impact that Jesus did for your life. And in your life, He died for you and me. He gave His life. He left heaven just to be with us simply because of His great love. And in response, out of our gratitude, not utang malob, but out of our gratitude to what Jesus did, just like Joshua, we will be declaring, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done, for everything that you're still doing and will still do in and through us. Thank you, Jesus, for laying down your life for us. Thank you for forgiving our sins. Thank you, Lord, Hindi ka na nagantay na bumait muna kami bago mo kami ginawa ng mabubuting bagay. And Lord, ano ba yung paglilingkod lang namin sa'yo? It's nothing compared to what you did on the cross. The sacrifice. The selflessness. And you did it because of your great love. Lord, I pray, starting today, change our perspective. Change the way we see what you did through Jesus. And I even pray, God, that from this time on, our lives will never be the same again. That we will live to serve you in every way possible. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to one of our podcasts. We hope it blesses and inspires you to honor God and make disciples. For more messages like these, or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app for free on the iTunes Store or Google Play. If you would like to share a story of God's faithfulness in your life, please visit victory.org.ph slash mystory.